everybody. This is John Tatey welcoming you back to Pop Mom, the podcast where culture is relative. Yes, it's time again for my mom, Bonnie Tatey, to share her view of pop culture, small town life, and the riddles of human nature. On this episode, mom reviews the new (laughs) revival of the shopping game show, Supermarket Sweep. Let's bring mom in now. Hi, mom. Hi, Johnny. When's the last now time gonna... you swept through the supermarket? <laughs> Let's see. About uh, nine months ago. <laughs> wow. Now I, I, I I've made a few darts in and out at the at the co-op mm-hmm. because yeah, you've mentioned the co-op a few times. I'm sorry. That counts. Well, no, that's fine. It's a but... good place. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody wears a mask. Everybody's very respectful. They sort of all be, are, they're all with it, you know, with what you want when you go shopping. Yeah. So I have been in three times, I think. But yes, but, but then dad likes this special bread that you can only get at Hannaford's in New London. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a local bread. And so I popped in the other day just to get bread and, it's shocking. There's, it's very difficult to find a brand name in some items. And then I realized because I walked down the cake mix aisle, cake mixes were on sale for $1.25 and I've been missing. I didn't even think about this. I've been missing all the sales. All the sales. On in this oh, yeah. Jeez, never thought of that. Um, you love a sale. I, I do. I do love a sale. I do, and I realize I've missed <clears throat> missed them all. I could have a freezer full of frozen orange juice, and I've missed out on all that stuff now. Oof, you know, so many of us have tales of COVID hardship, but this one is really hitting me in the gut right now. Oh, <clears throat> I know. What a shame. This, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. But let me tell you something. <laughs> I... <laughs> Well, that thing about the brand names, that surprises me, though. What? And now they... What? Yeah, go ahead. What thing? Well, like, I wanted to get some walnuts to make cookies. You can say blad now, because I know you don't like nuts in your cookies, but no brand name. No uh, diamond. Oh, I see. store, Store brand, yeah. Well, you know, that store brand is the same thing. Oh, I don't know if it is. You know, if you get store brand green beans in a can, which we don't usually eat, but if you get the store brand, it has a lot more stems in there. Oh, hmm. Maybe the quality control is not as good? I don't think so. I think they probably have cats doing the quality control. That's my guess. Maybe you should get a Costco membership because my understanding is that Costco is such a powerful retailer and uh, manufacturers are so eager to get on store shelves that what Costco does is um, they make the manufacturer make Costco's store brand too and they demand that it's better than their thing. So in the deal that Costco will negotiate with, say, Diamond Nuts, right? They'd say, yes. they'd say, okay, we'll stock your walnuts, but you've also got to, got to make, um, I forget what the Costco brand, I can picture the, um, the logo, Kirkman or something. Oh God, what is it? 
Anyway, but the Costco, they'll say, but the Costco store brand walnuts, you need to make those too, and there need to be 5% fewer stems in the Costco ones or what have you. Wow. Which I wow. think is a pretty amazing um, capitalist story there. Well, I enjoy that story even more now that I'm going to be not even going to the co-op anymore. So thanks. Thanks for just letting me lay in bed and think about someplace else I won't be going anymore. <laughs> Since the numbers are going up rapidly, we are back in solid quarantine again. Yeah. Well, the numbers are going up, but the numbers are pretty low in New Hampshire still. Well, I don't have the heart to look at it because the last time I looked, we were a third from the top and I just, uh, I just gave up. You were a third from the top in what? Where were you looking? On that R. Oh, RT live. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, that's all relative though. So yeah, the numbers were going up, but they were going up from very low levels. Now, when I see Illinois starting to go up, the website mom and I are talking about is RT.live and it keeps track of this, um, this RT number, or you may have just heard it referred to as R, um, that sort of tracks how the number is actually how many cases per case, like how much does the virus spread? So if R is 1.1, that means for every one person who's getting it, 1.1 more people are getting it from that person, right? So if it's below one, the virus is going away. And if it's above one, the virus is growing and we're just above one across this website goes state by state and it's just all red. Everybody's above uh, one right now, except as I look at it, Mississippi, Maine and Oregon are all below one. They are the only states. Maine has been in that lower part throughout most all of this. That's true. That's true. You know, everybody talks about... Everyone talks about Vermont. I've seen a number of stories about Vermont, um, but Maine and New Hampshire have done a pretty good job, too. Well, all right, but I don't want to give uh, credit to our our governor. Oh, no? You don't like him? No. They still got Sununu in there? Yeah. He's a Trump guy through and through, he says on the TV, so. Oh, really? In New Hampshire, he says that? Well, he said it once. It's a little sound clip that they've pulled out and <laughs> used against him mercilessly. Oh, I, see. <laughs> I see. I was going to say, I don't know if that's the best strategy in New Hampshire. Um, no, I think he has yeah. more brains than that. Yeah. <laughs> Except that I one hope. time he messed up yeah. once. Yeah. Okay. That's right. And and now he's paying the price because that's the, that's the age we live in. Who is it? Chris Sununu is the governor right now of New Hampshire. Yes. How many Sununus are there? And I know, I'm sorry, this is another deep cut of New Hampshire culture. (laughs) So this appeals to an extremely narrow slice of listenership. Well, I only know him and his father. Oh, I thought there was another one. I I thought his father was a son of someone else. I thought there's been like three generations of Sununus now. Oh, boy. Well, I think he's out the door, so. Oh, is he? But but let me say tell you this, Johnny. Yeah. You should hear the pollsters that call, and occasionally I do pick up the phone. They don't even know how to begin to pronounce that name. Sununu. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're they're being hired from wherever, right? Where that exactly, <laughs> and many of them are foreign, foreign. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and so they they've been outsourced. The, 
is what you're saying. They don't yeah. have, right. They have no idea what they're even saying. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, it's for the people who don't know, which I imagine is 99.9% of our listeners, um, this <laughs> uh, New Hampshire political dynasty um, is the Sununu family, and it's spelled S-U-N-U-N-U. And to me, because I grew up hearing it all the time, like it seems like the most natural thing in the world, but now that you say it, it's a weird, it's a weird name. Yeah, I would change it to banana because everybody knows how to say that. <laughs> he might have to after all this uh, yeah. <laughs> mudslinging. All right, so let me tell you, this is the story that I okay. want to tell you. Go. That I was so, I, I am still so irritated. At 3 o'clock today, Eastern Time, <laughs> I got a notice that my Chewy.com order had been delivered, and they delivered to the house. Now, I have to say that delivery from FedEx Ground or one of the other colors, but not the big one, not the main FedEx, but yeah, FedEx yeah, right. subpar. Yeah. The deliveries, I'm sure, go something like this. They drive up and down the street six times and then say, well, maybe this is the house, and then they throw all the boxes in the driveway. So I had ordered four boxes, four bags of 40-pound cat litter. <laughs> okay. Where they it? left in the driveway. They just plopped it in the driveway? They left it in the driveway. Now, Dad's back is really acting up right now. So it was oh, left oh, Lord. for me to roll these boxes from the driveway into the house where I, I then almost passed out. I did work up a good sweat, so I'm counting it as my cardio. <laughs> but, but honest to God, these people that are delivering are driving me crazy. How can this be going so crazy? What is going on? Well, I think now that... let me tell, let me just tell you this. Wait, wait, wait. Let me. I'm not done with these delivery Go ahead. people. I'm listening. Did I already tell this story that they delivered a package up on the mountain to somebody whose whose address isn't anything like ours, and they just left the package there? And fortunately, it was a woman that works at the dentist. Not that not that we don't all know each other, right. but she called she called me from work and said I left your package on the on the doorstep. It was delivered last night at seven. FedEx whatever subpar that's what i just call them all now because there's home and there's there's two or three different kinds and then they don't they don't come in fedex uh vans or anything they're unmarked and yeah yeah no fedex home delivery i think is what they call fedex ground now but uh, oh. i don't know but you're right there are different colors and if you're not getting the orange and purple the main fedex uh it's pretty dodgy I agree. It's up like on, winning the lottery when your package shows up. It's up, very exciting. Up on the mountain is crazy because, like, yeah. So again, I'll I'll set the scene for people who don't live in um, Lake the Lakes region of New Hampshire. <laughs> you know, there's mountains all over the place in New Hampshire, and uh, Mom and I grew up next to a mountain, Mount Kearsarge, and you would not 
Like mom lives, um, our house is in a part of town. You may have heard me complaining about this recently on the podcast. It's called Wilmot Flat. And it's called Wilmot Flat for a reason. I bet you can guess, um, even though the post office doesn't call it that anymore. No. And then no. there's all the people who live on the mountain, and um, they have beautiful views and everything. I've always been a little jealous of that, but I'm not jealous of their wintertime um, commute. But no. you would not mistake the two parts of town for each other. I don't no. know how you would. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. And she also said that he drove up the street, down her street, up the street, down her street. And then I guess he just said, the hell with it. I'm leaving it here. <laughs> and she she didn't even get the package she was expecting. He didn't even deliver it oh, to her. Oh, my God. So I'm really, uh, I'm not happy with FedEx right now. All right, FedEx, we're putting you on notice. Mom is not happy with you. So if you don't shape up, well, she's going to complain about you on the podcast again. So there. <laughs> and, you know, you have no control over how some of your stuff gets delivered. That's right. Yeah, you, you, you order it from the website or whatever, and they make up their mind. Right. Right. That used to be a real pain. And I, this must be common uh, because you, you wouldn't know if it's um, being sent by the post office or by, um, you know, UPS. one of the shipping services, UPS or FedEx. Right. And the problem is the post office gets mad when you put your street address on there because you got a P.O. Right. box and UPS and FedEx won't have it if you're putting a P.O. box on there. So plus, plus we didn't used to have street addresses. That's right. Yeah. Which really used to, people used to, <laughs> like, well, we can't deliver this then. Well, yes, you can. I'm in America. You can deliver this to me. Uh, well, we need a street address. So we just started giving them our post office box because they insisted on a street oh, address. that's right. I remember that. And then when they actually gave out the street numbers, our actual address was so close to the fake address we'd been giving out for years, um, but... Not quite. And I, I was friends with the woman that assigned the numbers, and I said, can't you just give us 86? No, she said. She was mean. Um, so our next-door neighbors have our number, the Trump supporters. Oh, boy. So yeah. if you accidentally get a box of red MAGA hats, you know where that's supposed to be. <laughs> yes, I will. I will know. Uh, you said you had a question for me. I do have a question for you because this comes up from time to time on old people's Facebook, uh, things from your childhood that don't exist. And I'm wondering if you are at that point now hmm. where things that you had from your childhood that you remember from your childhood, uh, they don't exist anymore. And the thing that made me start thinking about this is that the job that I had doesn't exist anymore. I used to be a telephone operator mm. that was my first job and it doesn't even exist anymore well when you dial zero somebody picks up moving right along <laughs> there's the phone it's probably the operator oh saying oh my god it's not it's you know who it is it's these assholes that keep calling me that want to talk about I And I said to them, I already voted. And then they say, uh, if the election happened today, would you vote for 
And I think people, I, can I not be any more clear? I've already voted. I, this is move on, move on to someone else. Well, it's still a valid question. Well, these people are called Dinata, Dinata, and I hate them. Dinata? N A T A, D Y N A T A. Wow. The, and they call That's several creepy. times every day. It is creepy. It is creepy because I think, what do they want? Freeze some of my eggs? Those are gone. Doesn't it sound like a chemical company? Oh, All right, I, I can so you, tell it. <laughs> I don't know where. I don't know how we got to freezing eggs. I was with you. I don't know either. <laughs> Sorry. Did you? So, what was the question? Oh, things Anything that don't from ex- your childhood. Yeah. And I invalidated your example, right? But you're talking about Not, a switchboard operator, which really doesn't yes. exist anymore. Yeah, yes. yeah, of course. A and whole room of, yeah. So you were one of those people with a, a big panel in front of you, and you were yes. pushing the jacks in to the different, you were That's right. literally connecting calls. Right. Which is all done by computer now. Wow. Right. Yeah. It was it was quite a job, yes. So stuff from my childhood that doesn't exist anymore. Well, there's plenty of that. Um, I, I think we talked about one example recently, which is the job of game show host doesn't really exist anymore. As a career someone can have, there's people who host game shows, but there's really nobody who does it for a living like there used to be. And, you know, here's the other thing is that we used to think it was funny when Leo could pick up the uh, Fisher-Price telephone and put it to his ear. How did he know how to do that uh, only from me miming it and playing because you know pretending telephone have you have you ever seen those videos where they they bring <laughs> what are they it's like 16 15 year old kids in and tell them this is how you make a phone call and they can't figure out yeah. how to work the phone <laughs> yeah or this is a walkman <laughs> or something like that yeah <laughs> oh so you know, like, here's another thing from, from my childhood. And if you had a medicine uh, box, medicine chest, they called it, there was a, a slot in the back where you used to just drop your old used razors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you still see those in airplanes once in a while. Oh, really? Um, but, yeah, the razors would just go into the wall, right? Until yes. a certain point, you couldn't jam any more in there, and then you'd have to open up the whole wall to get out your huge pile of rusty razor blades. Seems like not the that. best system to me. <laughs> well, I don't know what they thought. was. There was no drawer to empty it. It was but a horrible idea. Yeah, it was really... It The design was, this is somebody else's problem someday. Yeah, yeah. And good luck with that rusty razor blade. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, rip that baby out. Mm. Oh, here's my last answer to the question before we move on. And this is a, this right. is this isn't even a job, which is what you were getting at, but um you know what I miss from childhood is turning on the TV and it was just on. Now maybe you still have this to some degree, <laughs> but you know, you turn on our TV to watch TV, and we we do actually still have like quote unquote TV. I do still have um, satellite for just for football, right? It's really the only thing right. I watch on it. So, we, but okay. we do have live like regular TV. Even with that, though, 
you turn it on and you got to wait for the thing to warm up, starting up. And you, most of the time we're watching Netflix or whatever. So you got to wait for your Apple TV to come to life. And like you used to push the on button on the remote and bang, you were watching TV, right? Yes. You know what we saw last night on TV that we forgot about is our TVs used to uh, flicker. Yeah. Like lines run across it and it would go up and down, up and down. You have to get up and adjust the horizontal hold. And, yeah. The oh my hold, God, the vertical hold, yeah. Vertical hold, yeah. It was so touchy and, oh my God, it, I have nightmares just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not saying TV on the whole was a better viewing experience because the other thing was like you had to watch what was on. Uh, that was right. a, that was a That's huge right. difference, right? But I do miss just turning it on and bang. You're like you don't have to wait. Um, there's so much waiting, and it used to be the same thing with video games too. Like now, you mm. turn on a console to play a video game, you gotta wait for the thing to warm up, and like they've get, it's gotten a little better over the years, but still, there's a lot of loading and waiting. It used to be you push that button on the Nintendo, boom, you're ready to go. Well, I'm gonna tell you, I find. Uh... Prime, especially crappy. We we turn that on at night, and then we both cross our fingers, Daddy and I, because because uh, nine times out of ten he has to get out and get up and pull it out of the socket. Wait, whatever, thirty seconds and plug it back in. It is a piece of crap. It just we hold our breath. It takes forever to circle, 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 and then nothing. Uh, yep yep we've got this is my last complaint and i know i already said that but um <laughs> you know the other thing Welcome is so, my world. sometimes the apps forget like i feel like i have to enter the hbo uh password in like once or twice a week because the kids want to watch wow. sesame street or whatever it just it keeps forgetting and i don't i've tried everything to make it remember and it just it, just at random, seemingly, it decides, oh, I don't know who you are. You better, <laughs> and boy, type in your password in with these things. It's just... Anyway. Oh, yeah. I hear you. Hey, I enough hear complaining. I... Let's get on to our All review right. of Supermarket Sweep, which I'm sure is going to be complaint-free. All right. Supermarket Sweep is fondly remembered as the game show everyone remembers fondly. People of a certain generation remember the mid-60s original, which aired on ABC, but probably more of our listeners recall the cable version that aired in the 90s and early 2000s on Lifetime and, in a second life, on PAX. Now, Supermarket Sweep returns to its original home on ABC with host Leslie Jones. Here's a clip. Let me tell you something. This was my show. This was my show back in the day. I watched it every day. I love David. I used to practice in the grocery store because I was going to be on this show. Yeah. Now, I didn't make it past the auditions, but that's okay because now I'm hosting the whole shebang. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. All right. The aim of the game is to build up time. The more time our teams earn, the longer they have to raid the store later in the big sweep. And the team with the highest card total gets to play for 100,000. Supermarket Sweep airs Sunday nights on ABC, and episodes are available soon thereafter on Hulu. <laughs> 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 
Mom, the next time you check out and you hear the beep, will you think of all the fun you could have on Supermarket Sweep? I might. I might. I didn't hate this as much as I thought I would. Oh, good. Good. Um, I'll tell you the one thing I really liked that they kept was the sound of the money being put on the <laughs> contestants. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Podiums. Card or podium. The, the time, yeah. you mean, right? Oh, no, the, no. The, the totaling it the up sound. at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. As they as they win a thing, it's very soft and it feels like an easy flip. I, I just love that sound. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do. Are you talking about the sound effect when they win something in the main game and add time to their sweep? Or are you talking about yes. what? Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought you meant. Yeah. Yes, the sound design is is as good as it was. Um, and I I I'm not a big fan of Leslie Jones. Um, I I really didn't like her very much on Saturday Night Live, and I did read an interview where she said she wasn't really happy there because she couldn't really be herself. Yeah. So I I was very anxious to see how she would handle Supermarket Sweep, and sometimes I kind of thought it was a a scenario from Saturday Night Live because she didn't seem very different. So, um, but that aside, I think she brings a nice energy. She has a lot of energy yeah. for it. I didn't, I, I didn't like her swearing. I didn't like that. I thought she had good energy. Um, I didn't think she was. I mean, I don't think she's a very good host. I I didn't think she was bad. I thought she was fine. Yes. Um, She was a little out to sea. My feeling was this was a production that was revved up very quickly um, to Mm. fill a hole in the COVID uh, decimated schedule. So I think that maybe they didn't have as much time to really develop Leslie's role and get her comfortable in it. She seemed like someone... She seemed like someone who had the right energy and had the right spirit and clearly loves the game. She didn't have much of a rapport with the contestants. Um, and I also think... And that's... Yeah. I also think that production was just badly designed. You know, I, I say this a lot when I critique hosts. Like, you have to look at the whole structure that they built around the host to support her. And this... The sweep, the actual sweep, and let me describe the show a little more for people who don't know, a little late for that, but to bring people up to speed, Supermarket Sweep is a show where they ask people like grocery-themed questions for like 10 minutes, and if you answer those questions right, you get time added to your bank of time, and then in the second part of the show, everybody uses that time to run through a giant supermarket and get as much food as they can in their carts. And the object is to build Not up... Not as much food, as much prices. As much, yeah, as much as much money's worth of groceries as you can in your cart. So whoever comes back with the most valuable cart or carts, you can bring your cart back during the sweep and grab another one even. Whoever has the highest total at the end wins. So it's kind of this dream show to sprint through a supermarket and grab whatever you want. And that's like, that's what everybody remembers, just that sort of fantasy of going nuts in the aisles of the supermarket. And I felt that the actual sweep was the limpest part of the show. And I sat there. Yes. Yeah. I sat there watching, wondering, like, why? Why am I? Why does this feel so dead to me? And then I realized, oh, there's no crowd, first of all. So it really does feel like three people just running through an empty supermarket. 
um, and it felt a little sad to me. But the other part that made it sad was this, to me, was the biggest production mistake. In previous versions of Supermarket Sweep, they'd have the announcer narrate what was going on um, right. as if it were like a play by play commentary, but it wasn't like it was, this was done in post-production. They'd write the script for the announcer and the announcer might ad lib a little bit, but they would be, they would be describing what was happening with the knowledge of the producers having gone through the footage and saying like, Oh, they're picking up the, you know, the Duncan Hines frosting, right? So they'd put that in the copy. Right. All stuff that you could not actually perceive on the fly, but when they put it together and they have the announcer deliver it in this play-by-play style and put it over the footage of the sweep, it really does feel like like a sports event happening before you, right? Yes. It all feels in yes. the moment. Instead of that, for this version of the sweep, they um, have Leslie Jones up in the, like, in the control room um, or in some room. The man- with- in the manager's station. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. In the manager's station, like watching footage from all the cameras come through and reacting to it in real time. Now, this also, I could tell, had some bits of post-production in it. There would be moments when Leslie wasn't on camera, and I could tell that this was something that clearly they added in later because it was a detail that you couldn't have gotten on the fly. But mostly it's her reacting to what she's seeing in real time, and... Just like us, you can't really tell what's going on, so she's mostly left to say, like, oh, yeah, grab those turkeys, or oh, right, yeah, get, right. get get through there, go, 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 just saying nothing at all. It, right. It makes this an already dead sweep feel even deader to me. That was... I liked the show too, too overall. Like I thought it was well yeah. done, but the sweep is so... is such a corpse that... Uh, um. It was a bummer well, for me. And let, and let me tell you something else I didn't care for was they had to, for extra money, they had to, in one episode, get some roses from somebody that was <laughs> dilly-dallying around. And I, I just thought I was going to pop a vein. And then they had to get a coffee in another one. And, you know, she's dropping cups and whatever. And I just thought, I, I, I can't watch this. I can't watch this. It was very uh, difficult because it was. It didn't seem like everybody had to wait the same amount yeah. of time, and <laughs> you know there was that inequity, and it was just. It was so irritating. I, it was. It was just so irritating. Yeah. So in the in the previous version, like you remember, sometimes the coffee thing that was always. I felt like that was always a trap, but for like an extra hundred dollars, you could um, you could get a bag of ground coffee except right, you'd have right. to pour the beans into the machine and wait for it to grind yourself so you'd always see these people like they can oh i'm going to pick up some extra money but it would take so long you would just watch them dying a slow death as they waited for right. this coffee to come out and so the updated version of that is to have an actual guy fumbling with the dozen roses as you say or um you know fumbling with the coffee it just does it just seems unfair and mean like it's yeah. not the same it's not the same as just the machine being slow and everybody has to deal with the same thing <laughs> it was weird so so that was that was a tough part for me the other part I, that i didn't think was done well and i and i do think this could be easily uh, improved on is that when they show when they play the part of the game where they're showing logos and asking the contestants to 
identify them a small piece at a time. And when they recognize what the logo is, to beep in and, and say the answer. And uh, obviously the first thing starts with, uh, you know, a blob of yellow or a blob mm -hmm. of red or whatever. And Leslie seemed to not really have much uh, jibber jabber for that. You know, it was like, oh, oh, red, oh, a big red star. Oh, that's, oh, that's what, what could that, it's like, oh, give her some, give her some words to say, you know, she doesn't really quite know how to do that. So help her. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. Uh, she didn't know what to do with herself and that's not her fault. Like that should be rehearsed. And I agree. So I really, I think most of the stuff where Leslie isn't great to me is a factor of the production. Like I thought for someone who seems to have been thrown into the frying pan here, maybe more quickly than they expected. I thought she comported herself well, but they hadn't quite ironed out the production and look, it's the first episode. So I'm willing yeah. to forgive that. And let's also mention David Ruprecht, who was the host of the lifetime and PAX version that mo many people remember because it was on so long. I don't think he was the greatest. Um, he was like a minister, like a like your friendly, innocuous minister. He he's, was hardly there. Yeah, he is just the blandest. Um, not the. I mean, he did a fine job, I guess, but it was just like the most average, unmemorable hosting job. The most memorable thing about him was that he wore sweaters. Uh, I don't remember that. Yeah, he wore. Um, he wore what used to be called like Cosby sweaters. We don't call them that anymore, but, um, you Heaven know, the, yeah, <laughs> but those, those crazy, uh, pattern sweaters, that oh, was pretty yeah, much yeah. his trademark. And when the most exciting thing about you is a sweater, um, but you know, he was fine, but it's not like I'm sitting here saying, Oh boy, I wish they could have gotten David Ruprecht back. Like, no, 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 because you know, if, if Leslie, is uh, super glue, then Dave was like Elmer's glue. <laughs> yeah. well, interesting metaphor, yeah. I think she, um, if she could just settle down into not being the star and let the contestants shine a little more, which I think she, yeah, I think is she has capable it in her. of I doing. agree. Yeah. I think overall, Let's face it, it's tough to fill someone else's shoes. Whether they're good or bad, that's yeah. what we're used to. Um, and overall, I was really pleasantly surprised. I agree. I, um, Knowing her mostly from SNL, I thought, mm, maybe this is going to be a bit too much. And just what you said, like maybe it's going to be all about Leslie and not about the contestants. I felt yeah. like it wasn't all about Leslie, but it wasn't so much about the contestants because she, look, this is a skill. Like engaging with regular people and bringing out the fun in them is a skill. And she did it a little. There were those two um, sisters who shouted at the flower guy, right? And yeah, Leslie, yeah. Made, Leslie made a little hay of that. That was good. But the other, that was like the one thing she could glom onto. She didn't really know what to do with um, the other contestants, uh, right. my reckoning. But it's also a skill you can develop. Now, I don't know if, if they'll work with her to develop it or if she'll work on that because it's also different 
with a weekly show where you don't have as many tapings to really get into a groove as opposed to mm. the daily supermarket sweep where they would just turn those things out. I mean, I don't know. They yeah. probably taped three or four in a single day. So, you know, David Ruprecht could have done that show in his sleep by the time he was he was done. And Oh, uh, I think he did that right from the beginning. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> But so Can I just say one more thing that I think that her side her sidekicks were superfluous. I don't think she needs that. I agree. But I think it was a first draft. I think they didn't have time to develop it, and I think it's it's pretty good. Like when they revive these game shows, I mean how many times have we seen game shows brought back and you just slap your forehead and say, Oh my god, how did they mess it up so bad? <laughs> right, right. right. And I feel like on the whole, these ABC game shows have not done that. Like we've had our hits and our misses. I think we've reviewed most of them. I think they've been better than expected on the whole, except for Card Sharks. I just saw Card Sharks is on and I'm going to, I T-vote it for tomorrow night, but um, I didn't see that last week. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Who, who does Card Sharks? <laughs> Joel McHale. We reviewed it. No, we didn't. Yes, we did. Really? We reviewed Card Sharks. No. Yes. When? When it premiered, like last year, 2018, whenever it was. Oh, my God. I'm old. I can't remember way back there. (laughs) I'm scrolling through right now to make sure it's true. To tell the truth. There's to tell the truth. Instant hotel. Spin the wheel. Yeah. Press your luck in Card Sharks. There it is. Okay. Well, I do remember Pressure Luck. Okay. Maybe we just didn't talk too much about Card Sharks because neither of us liked it. There you go. <laughs> okay. Mom, what is your grade for Supermarket Sweep? Um, I really had a tough time to pick a grade for this. I, I'd like to give it a C plus. I mean, I'd like to give it a B minus, but I'm going to give it a C plus because uh, I I really hope they fix a few things. And uh, I enjoyed it. So I'll give it a B minus. Okay. I did enjoy it. Okay. You enjoyed it a little less than Fargo, then, is what you're saying. Because you gave Fargo a B last last week. I'm just teasing you, Ma. You don't have to take that question seriously. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. apples and oranges. Okay. Well, yeah, right. It is. Uh, it really do you, is. Do you have a recommendation for us this week? I do. I have um, two. Uh, two. One is on. Oh, they're both on TV. Well, no, <laughs> one is on. I'm sorry. My first recommendation is on Netflix. It's called My Octopus Teacher. It's about a man that uh, shot documentaries and kind of got burnt out and he liked to scuba dive, or I'm not sure what it's called when you dive without a, a tank. Uh, was he was he snorkeling or was he free diving? Well, he was doing one of those. Okay. Probably free, if he was going under the water, he was free diving. Free diving. So that's okay. what he did. Okay. And he uh, sort of noticed an octopus one day, and he wondered what would happen if he would go back every day and... Uh, observe this octopus and it's it's a just a beautiful little story it's just perfect for this time um, in our nation it's something to get away from reality for just an hour and a half I, uh, I'm not even sure it's that long 
but it is beautifully done. And I think uh, if you have any interest in the ocean, this this will pique your interest. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and that's on Netflix, Mom? That's right. My Octopus Teacher on Netflix. And you have a special bonus recommendation this week? Is that what I understand? I do, because, you know, we all need a little laugh and hmm. such. So uh, I did look up. Triumph the Insult comic has uh, his latest thing is a oh, is a really? focused group uh, for Trump uh, supporters, and he shows them some not he but there's a man in the room and he observes from behind a screen and uh, it's again something to take you away from the crazy goings on in the world today and i enjoyed it thoroughly this is the triumph the insult comic dog focus group i understand he did it in uh he did it in conjunction with stephen colbert that's right okay so if you just search for triumph stephen colbert focus group i'm sure it'll come up right yeah yes definitely god will your computer <laughs> god willing have a laugh on us all right, that's two recommendations for the price of one, and the price of one is zero, so you got to be pretty happy the way this podcast finished up. Uh, that will do it for this week's edition of Pop Mom. Mom and I will be back next week to talk about more pop culture. What should we talk about, Mom? Any ideas? Well, Toast was, says he would like us to talk about something interesting. Oh, all right. Well, only to please Toast the Cat, we will talk about something interesting. Hey, thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show, tell your friends. And we love to get email. It's popmom at ological.net. Talk to us about anything. We should have another contest next week, huh? Think of a contest, all Mom, right. all right? All right, I'll think of a contest. Something? But listen, yeah. you can email us all the time because I got nothing better to do. <laughs> and I'll I'll have a little chat with you. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yes. As I forward all correspondence immediately to Mom's personal address so you can start a chit-chat with her and leave me out of it. Uh, kidding aside, we love you. That's serious. Mom and I will talk to That's you again serious. next week. Bye for now, Mom. Bye, Johnny. I love you. Love you, too.